joined by Claire Yates and we're going to be talking today about imposter syndrome in a state agency. Talk to me. Okay, so from the moment I joined as a part-time weekend receptionist, I didn't know what I was doing. And actually, it turned out, people told me later, that I was a natural negotiator, that I didn't think about saying to somebody, if we can do this for you, can you increase your price? Or if we, but I never realised. And depending on who was um, my next line manager, depending on whether that was praised or tatted or ignored, if it's ignored, then you kind of feel all the time, am I doing the right thing? And you bimble around, probably don't get much better. Um, but then if you're promoted, as I was, then you go through another wave of it, going, I wonder if they're regretting promoting me. Um, am I showing all of the signs that I was worth that promotion? And that lack of confidence can manifest itself in actually making some really stupid mistakes. Because you don't feel confident going into a call, you can sometimes handle the call worse. It doesn't take much to help somebody with imposter syndrome to explain why and say occasionally, this is why I've put you in this position. This is why I suggested you apply for this role. So there's certainly a responsibility on the bosses to spot the talent and get them, get that person um, to the next level, but then also reaffirm that when they, they are there. Yes. In a previous video, you, you, you mentioned that that you as a, as a woman estate agent felt that you also suffered from imposter syndrome and that you talking to fellow women in the estate agency, most did suffer from that. Why is that particularly prevalent with, with women? Um, this is a really hard one to, to explain other than if most of our um, role models are male and you don't see a senior woman in agency, then you kind of think, no one's done this before, there must be a reason why. And I had a father that really told me I could do anything, but it didn't change the way I felt at work when everywhere I looked there were men in senior positions and no women. So it was almost like a kind of know your station thing. I don't think it was ever, no one ever said that to me, but it was almost implied by the fact that we were all part-timers and we were the only ones going home to our kids or citing that we had to go home for our kids. So I think that it, um, it was ingrained in us. Now that's starting to change, I think. Now we're starting to see some amazing women uh, rising up through the ranks of, in property. And some of them, I'm proud to say, are very, very good friends of mine. And we're all united in bringing the next, um, next to tranche of women through the ranks, believing more and more that they are entitled to be there and less of the imposter, but it's going to take a while. How did you sort your imposter syndrome out? Funnily enough, I had to leave a job and go, um, well, in fact, go self-employed before that happened. And when I did, all of these people um, suddenly appeared out the ranks going, well done you. We've always thought you were amazing. We've always thought that you hadn't shown your true potential in this role. Or why did you stay there so long? And, um, and I'd only left because of a temper tantrum. I'd just been pushed that one bit too far and I thought, I can't. I can't deal with this anymore. I can't work for this man anymore. I'm going to have to walk out for my own self-esteem. And afterwards, it was almost like this massive round of applause went off. 
And then people started to say, your training programs are really good. And, and then I began to feel, actually, this is something I really, really can do very well. So it was the support of lots and lots of people and winning contracts on my own and nobody else telling me that, that I was there because they got me there. So it sounds like there's also responsibility. You have a self-responsibility to yourself to believe in yourself. The bosses also have a responsibility that when someone does get promoted, that, that they confirm that choice and say you're doing a cracking job. But there also seems to be an also responsibility to the people around you from what you're saying to confirm that you shouldn't have to wait for someone to leave to say you're doing a cracking job. Mm. Two consecutive bosses told me after I'd resigned that they wished they'd told me while I was employed how well I was doing. Such a simple thing though, isn't it? Yeah. The one guy said, I should, I should have told you you're the best salesperson we've ever had in this office. And the other guy said, I should have told you that your leaving was probably going to cause me enormous damage and I should have done more to keep you. But by then, I've already walked out the door. So just imagine how many of those messages haven't been said. And I do think that sometimes if you find a great employer, it is a bit like a marriage and maybe people start to take each other for granted. And sometimes you have to go and say, I love you more than once a day to make sure that somebody hears it and particularly with employees. Thank you for your time today. It's been insightful.